And Acts 2.17 says, In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. And I've just had so many encounters, both with your story, Alex, with my dad. And just recent years since uh, the pandemic, I've just seen more and more marks of the end times. And I don't say that to scare people listening, um, but it's an urgent call to make your decision about will you make Jesus Lord of your life? Because he's coming back. Where does shame grow so strong? It's an isolation and abandonment. Because that's what the devil wants us to believe in our sin, that if you expose this, you will have no one, you will be alone, and no one will remember you. And that is not... It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. From the pit of hell, literally. Whether you're at a Christian university, a public, you have to fight for your faith. Because even Christian circles are being infiltrated by the culture, unknowingly. And you have to be discerning. You're not going to be enslaved to this idol anymore. That's right. I'm enough for you. Stop striving. I was like, wow, that's what life is. This is what it's about. Uh Because nothing else matters. Everything else can crumble. And but if God is standing next to me, I have everything I need. Welcome to the Way of Love podcast. And we're at, I believe this is episode number five. And today I'm just so excited and honored to have my dear friend, Audrey, to be on the podcast. And uh, we met at John Miller's Bible study. And shout out to John Miller's Bible Ooh, study. It's just yes. been uh, so nourishing. And it's, I go to the study, it's been six months now, every single Thursday. I try not to miss a single one, but mm. I probably missed a couple. Um, but it has been pivotal for my growth in Christ and in, mm. in Jesus. And so big shout out to John Miller. And I think we believe we met probably a few weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. And I just remember like the discussions has just been potent. And yeah. in the Bible study, just so you guys know, like we not only we did dive into the word of God mm-hmm. and we, we kind of bring that to how does that apply to our lives in the, in the world. Absolutely. And after the Bible study, I just felt called to invite Audrey on a podcast. And literally, I know that she and Marissa, which Marissa was just on um, the last show, that they were both wanting to start a podcast. So mm-hmm. this is like a perfect warm up. It's so <laughs> yeah, fun. This is awesome. Um, and man like the pre-discussion is already like so powerful and so so fired up so i'm just really excited to have you on today thank you so much alex Mm -hmm. yeah this is such an incredible opportunity and you know i listen to so many podcasts i feel like that's in addition to reading the word and reading really good books um focused on biblical principles i learned so much from podcasts and it's amazing to me how there's so many young people coming out with podcasts that are influencers for the kingdom I don't mean just influencers the way the world knows them, but, you know, (laughs) ambassadors. Ambassadors. For God's kingdom. For God's kingdom. And sharing that so unashamedly. Yeah. 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 Boldly. Like, I, I, you know, so I, it's so cool to sit here and, and for you to ask me to share my story, because we all have a story. Mm -hmm. Um, And we need more people sharing their story. That's right. Because uh, our pain heals others. It really does. That's God's economy, so. Really does. Yeah. So I'm really excited. I have, I have never heard your story yet. So this wow. is going to be the first time. I know. Yeah. It's almost like getting to know each other for the first time. I like, know, right? Other than on, just but, in Bible study. But on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. So from what I remember, you grew up in a Christian household. Yes, I did. Nice. Yeah. And what was that like? 
<clears throat> it was such a blessing. Um, honestly, like I grew up in church. Um, my mom was raised in the church as well with her family. My dad came to faith when he met my mom in law school at the University of Washington in Seattle. And um, through the relationship, my mom shared Jesus with him and he came to a saving faith in Christ. So he got baptized uh, while in law school in her family's pool. And wow. then soon, shortly after that, they got married after they both graduated from there. So um, they kind of came from more of a reformed doctrine background. They were okay. in a reformed church. Right. Um, so a different denomination there, but uh, they moved away from that church when they first started having my sister and I. Mm -hmm. uh, so my sister and I really grew up in more of a de non-denominational background. So like I grew up going to VBSs, like vacation Bible school of different themes. And I just loved it. Like I loved the worship. I loved just like the activities, you know, being a kid and all the decorations. It just felt like you were stepping into another world mm -hmm. and also experiencing Jesus right. and his goodness in that. And then at uh, one particular church we were at for a while, um, my mom started doing like small group discipleship with girls my age and eventually translated back to our own home, um, sharing a meal together or just sharing um, like a study together mm. and digging into the word about what it what does it mean to be like daughters of the king. Mm. Um, and that actually eventually led her to write her own curriculum, her own book called Gloss, which is called Girls. It stands for Girls Leaning on the Savior for Their Style. And we actually did our first gloss camp here at Colleen Foothills Church in Tucson um, just last month, back in April or early May, it, it finished up. It was a five week camp for tween girls. So ages like 11 to 13. Nice. And I got to speak. I've been uh, helping oh, wow. my mom out with gloss since I was in high school. I do like the fashion demos and the skincare demos, which is kind of part of the whole camp, camp purpose. Uh -huh. um, but the goal of the camp is really to allow these girls to grasp what it means to be rooted in Christ as young women yeah. and to cast a vision for their hearts about what does it mean to grow up as a woman of the Lord, you know, right. as they further develop right. and get older. So it's such an honor at 22 years old to be able to wow. translate my experience to them. Cause I remember being their age. I love that age cause they're so formidable. Um, they're sponges. Yeah. Like they, yeah. they want to be their own people and they're trying to figure out their style and who their friends are and like, what is this faith thing? Like I've been going to church with my parents like my whole life, or maybe some haven't, like you just never know yeah. who ends up sitting in these camps, but we share the gospel with them in a really creative way. That's so awesome. I'd say that kind of brings me to current times, but yeah, I grew up in the church and I got baptized at 14. Um, in a 14. Yeah, at 14. Yeah. So it's such a blessing to grow up in a Christian family because I mm -hmm. grew up, born and raised in China. I've never heard the gospel until recently. Wow. Um, I, you know, I have heard of it after I moved here when I was 17, 18. Yeah. But like it never like got, got into me because of the heavy programming that I had mm -hmm. with Darwinianism, which is the whole, wow. the whole another thing in itself. Yes. And my question for you is, so when was the moment where like you had that personal relationship with Jesus and mm -hmm. what was that like for you? Such a good question. Um, I remember at like 12 and 13 years old watching younger kids get baptized. And I thought to myself, and granted, I was a little judgmental like back then. Um, God's been working on that with me. <laughs> but when I was younger, I was very black and white when I saw things and felt very convicted like fast about things, about right and wrong. So when I saw these little kids just like getting baptized, I, I just, I, I kind of wondered like, where was their relationship with the Lord? Like, mm. did they really have like, saving faith in Jesus and being a, a teenager at that time, right. I was like, I'm kind of really starting to come to grips with this. And it's a lot. 
Like it's heavy. It is. And not that I, not that I thought that their baptisms were invalid or anything. I was just like, I wonder why they're motivated to do it mm. at their young age. Mm. Um, and amen. If they have the faith at seven, my gosh, in wow, Jesus, right. like what a legacy to be saved at that young age. Right. Yeah. So with seeing that, you know, before I made the decision to give my life to Christ through baptism, I really knew I wanted it to be my own decision. And my parents let me have that. And I'm really grateful for that. Shout out to them. But in, it's you know, powerful. sometimes when you're, you grow up as a kingdom kid, I'll call it. Nice. <laughs> you grow up in nice. church. <laughs> you do all the fun church kingdom things. Kid. Kingdom kid. Love it. Which I think is so cute. But you do all the, the church things and you go to all the Bible studies. You go to all the youth groups. <clears throat> right. But you can sometimes feel like it's just mundane. Like I'm going through the motions. I'm just kind of following mm -hmm. just this good idea. But are you anchored? That's right. And really unless weird. one is being tested. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So I remember sitting in church a couple of weeks before I decided to go for baptism. And I was like, Lord, I really, I don't want to be bullied into this. I don't want to just do it because my parents say it's a good idea. And they let me make that decision. They're like whenever you're That's ready, good. just That's go really for good. it. That's really good. Yeah. And I was discipled through that a bit too. Just like, what does that mean for you, Audrey? And kind of write out my testimony for what I would share, you know, in front of the church. So uh, my dad was in the water with me, uh, helped baptize me with mm. my youth pastor. Mm. And we have a big picture of it like in our house. And it's it's so such a cool, cool reminder. I'm like coming up out of the water and I'm just like beaming, you know, like there's just, <sighs> it, was, it was really powerful. Wow. And I still was young. I was 14. Yeah. But I remember making the decision for myself. And I was so glad to have the space and the time to really consider what that meant for me even mm. at that young age, but mm -hmm. junior high is a turbulent time. <laughs> really is. <laughs> Kids are mean. Kids are mean. Yeah, yeah. I was insecure. Yeah. yeah. Just trying to figure it all out. <laughs> right. How, so afterwards, how was, how's the work, walk was like been for you? Since then. Since then. Yeah. I just, I remember, I'll look back. I have this prayer journal from like 17 years old till now that I still write in. And I remember looking back at prayers I prayed and wrote out in like 2017, I was a junior in high school then. Um, but my walk since then has just been marked by prayers that I couldn't have conjured up by myself. Mm. Um, and a desire to walk with the Lord and a desire to understand his word mm. and, and understand what it means to make Jesus Lord of every part of my life. Yep. Not just the parts that are easy to give to him. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's been marked by intentional prayer, um, a heart of service, um, but that doesn't mean like the things I've gone through since baptism at 14 have been mm. easy, but I'm actually so glad I was baptized at a younger age because it gave me the foundation of faith to mm. go through hard things and experience suffering to come out on the other side, still glorifying God. Mm. So mm. what are, if you're open to share, like what are some of the tests that has just been, you have gone through that God has given you mm. to help you strengthen your faith? Yeah. Or has question. it just been, has it been the smooth paths? <laughs> <laughs> no, there have been some wonderful seasons of being on the mountaintop, as I would say. And, and also some very valley, like low seasons of mm. Lord, I feel like I'm in a desert place in my soul. I feel like I'm lost. I feel like I'm, I've been betrayed. I feel like, oh my gosh, I feel like everybody's turning against me. And right. I'm trying to live according to your word, you know, and live yeah. according to your, your biblical principles. And, um, I think, I think the first time I've learned a lot of hard sports and 
or hard lessons in sports. Okay. And I grew up playing soccer. I've played soccer since the age of seven. Love soccer. Love soccer. Yeah. It's the world sport. Nice. Yeah, say. it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a universal sport. Yeah. Um, I don't watch a lot of sports, but I watch work, work up. Oh, you do? I do. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's so much fun. Do you have a team? I don't have a specific team that I root for. I just watch it for fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that Argentina won last one. I, I, the last World Cup. Have you seen the... I know there's a little segue, but it was so epic. It was the Argentina versus France. I don't oh know if you saw it. It was so it was good. The, it was the final. It was the group. I don't know, the greatest final I've ever seen. It absolutely was. Yeah, if not the greatest. Oh yeah, we were screaming. Wait, yeah, we, we were too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were like, no way. I mean, just how met yeah, no Messi way. came back and and led his team. I mean, I mean, wasn't it, it was relentless. He never quit. He never yeah. quit on his team, and he led the way, mm. even when they were down. Right. Deficits of goals. Talking about never quit. I know, right? <laughs> right. He's a legend. He mm -hmm. is the GOAT for sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Back to you though. Um, yes. So sports. So, yeah. Tests. Yeah. Tests. So I think the first time I really, I don't know, it's the first time I really experienced something hard that tested my faith <laughs> was in junior, my junior of high school. And I was captain of, captain of my team along with two other girls my age. My dad was coaching at the time. He coached our high school team. It was a brand new high school, brand new team. We had no seniors because we were the, my class was the first graduating class. And um, as you, you know, as you progress in sports and you get in higher levels, you have to train more intensely and your, your wins are awesome, but your losses just feel great. And so mm. learning how to balance the dynamic between my dad as the coach, me as this, you know, superstar player, like starting very gifted athletically, you know, and trying to lead my team of girls who are a lot younger than me. Um, it was tough. Like it was just, mm. it tested like, you know, I always had to be an example, you know, and it was a good test of, of character. Like, are you going to be the first one to show up? Are you going to be the last one on the field? You know, how do you put in your full work ethic um, and sacrifice for your team? And so going into the season with that mentality, being willing to sacrifice and, and go above and beyond in training. And um, my dad had the same mentality as a coach going in. And unfortunately, like right at the end of the season, some of my teammates got discontent with the way my dad was coaching. Hmm. And um, they unfortunately just brought up some feedback um, and were complaining about the intensity of my dad and the way he coached. And oh. my dad's very passionate, I'll mm -hmm. say that. <laughs> he loves soccer. Nice. And, um, and not just about winning, because winning is just a result of the training and the sacrifice you make in practice, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a team effort. It's not yeah. one person. Um, so that was really baffling to me because I really respect my dad as a soccer coach. Um, and he's well certified as well, mm -hmm. like perfectly qualified for the job. So, um, for that to turn South, I felt very, like very betrayed by my teammates that we could not resolve a conflict together and that they hid their complaints from me, um, and didn't feel willing to mm. share them openly with me. Mm. So, um, Unfortunately, my dad didn't uh, continue coaching through my senior year. Oh. Uh, and it was weird. I had to, you know, confront the team and uh, create this dynamic of like, just, hey, guys, let's all get on the same page. Like what happened? You know, right. season moves fast and and uh, th things happen and communication breaks down and you have distrust, disloyalty, and that affects your playing on the field. Mm -hmm. Big time. Big time. Uh, and team camaraderie. And uh, so, yeah, I remember having to rally my team before our last game against a rival school, the school I went to the year before. <laughs> oh. And I said, hey, whatever's been going on off the pitch, you need to leave it at this door of the locker room or else we're not going to get through this game. 
-hmm. and we're expected to win this. We can win this. Mm -hmm. So I had to like rise above the drama in order to lead my team and, and focus us on the mission, which was, hey, let's remember where we've come this season as an underdog school. And let's go out and, nice. and give it to them, you nice. know? And we ended up winning that game. Let's zero. go. <laughs> so that, that was rewarding. But the speech matters. The speech matters. <laughs> yeah. And I, at that time, I was really trying to find my voice. Mm, I, I, was, mm. I think I'm more introverted and shy. Same. Shout out to the introverts. Yeah, shout out to the introverts. <laughs> yeah. There's a great book on that, too. I'll mention later. But okay. um, yeah, it really, I was like, God, if you've made me a leader of this team, if you've let me have this position of leadership, like... Mm -hmm. How do I honor you with this, despite my feelings of being betrayed and let down by my teammates, mm -hmm. which often happens, you know, we're all human. So I had to learn also how to forgive. And that's been a mm. common theme in my soccer playing. So, wow. yeah. Forgiveness. It's so huge. It's huge. Sometimes yeah. you think you forgive by just moving on and time does heal. But if you don't take responsibility for it in your own part, in forgiveness and letting the past the past hurts go then you can never move forward right. you know what god has for you mm -hmm. so has your faith been helping you with uh navigating just forgiveness much easier because of your faith absolutely yeah yeah i'll actually some of the things i wrote down i just make sure i mention them i was nice. praying about this but yeah the biggest lesson i think god has taught me so far in my faith has been forgiveness wow and I am definitely someone who's tend, tends to be prideful, stubborn, strong-willed, very ambitious, gifted. But in some positions of leadership I've been in, I've had to be seriously humbled, mm. which is very hard for someone who has had a big ego mm. and expected to perform at the highest level. So my prison was um, fa fear of failure to fail myself and my own expectations and also the expectations of others. So a people pleasing mentality there, right. which is, which is idolizing performance and excellence over the God of the universe. That's right. Who is full of grace, That's full right. of mercy um, and elevating other people's opinions of me above the Lord's. Mm -hmm. And when those two things got, you know, flip flopped in my heart through just, I don't know, not, not being aware that that was really like growing a root there. Um, God had to, relentlessly chased me down and kind of bashed my idol of performance through soccer in college. Cause I also played in college. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And that was so, so painful, but he, he broke me to the point where all I knew was that he was there. And that was the only thing that mattered. He does that. <laughs> he does that, right? Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Right. And helping us to realize there's nothing we, else we can rely on, but him. Amen yeah amen so and it's very humbling so humbling it's humbling it's and like, the self-awareness that is created from that and the discernment of oh my i was very far from god wow. and i had a lot of anxiety about about oh. playing soccer not because i've had a, like a massive injury or i was worried about like getting hurt or something i just i was worried about failing wow. and it stifled the joy of the game for me mm. even though on paper i was i was amazing mm. Um, and that's not to boast. That's just like what I it was. Right, I, know. I trained for that. Right. And as an it's athlete, confidence. you know, anyone who's like pursued something at a high level knows that yeah. pressure. It's real. Right. Um, so yeah. I wow. want to let you ask more questions too. So. Wow. I just want to sit in that a little bit more um, as you were saying that because that pressure that you felt, I felt too, with, also with people pleasing. Mm. 
And I've been really working on this recently, and God has been working through me uh, as well. Is that um, you know I'm launching this podcast yeah. where it's I'm pretty much go against the current about the pe- the the friends and family and people. I f- my mom actually became a Christian after I became a Christian, which is Amen. amazing news. Congrats. Yes, um, that's awesome. And and I'm in a way against the current of a lot of people that in my network, mm-hmm. and and you know um, it hasn't been easy right. starting this podcast and and really claim my faith in Jesus, which mm-hmm. I would love to discuss with you uh, as well later on in this episode Absolutely. about shame sharing uh, boldly and and without shame. Yes. Um, and uh, what I what it God really taught me is that one is I'm already a child of God. You are already a child of God. So that our worth is not in our performance. Amen. And our worth is we're just, we're loved. We're a child of God. Yeah. It's nothing that there's nothing we can do to earn it. There's nothing we can do to get rid of it. Right. It's, it's there. And how comforting is that, that unconditional love from God that we already have. Yeah. And so that's been helping me to be able to uh, really share with more peace. It's Mm. like, I don't. I don't value other people's opinions as much as I'm more, I value God's opinion about me. Right. And so that has been such a, um, a good lesson for me. Mm, And this podcast too, is being able to share out of my love for God Mm -hmm. and knowing that this is the truth. And, and I'm not like wanting to like, there's not, I'm not proving anything. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, wanting more people to be saved. Amen. Yeah. And it's not about me. Right. And it's it's all to glorify God. And that just has been so freeing. Yes. It's just so right? freeing. It just takes the pressure off your own shoulders. Right. Because we God calls us a friend and we are servants of God. Right. We are ambassadors. Right. And if we have accepted this gift of forgiveness from Jesus on the cross, then our identity is anchored in him. And like it takes one, it's one thing to know that in your head, mm-hmm. which I think you've totally touched on this. And then another thing to really take it to heart, embody it, like mm-hmm. live it. Right. Live it. Yeah. You know, not just like, ooh, like bring, and living it means like bring your emotions of fear in line with the truth mm-hmm. of who God is. Not that we won't experience fear in this, in this walk, in this earth, mm-hmm. but it was crazy to me too. Like when that pressure was alleviated, when God just said, no more. You're not going to be enslaved to this idol anymore. That's right. I'm enough for you. Yeah. Stop striving. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's what life is. That This is what it's about. Because uh-huh. nothing else matters. Everything else can crumble. And But if God is standing next to me, I have everything I need. That's right. Right? Everything. Yeah. And this is a perfect segue because now you're in the U of A. Right. student of U of A. Yeah. And... You know, I think college in like just it's like a it's like a, such a uh, example of the world. Absolutely. Right. So, how do you navigate that? Navigate your faith and and being Christian and and share your faith and love on people in in college. Yeah. No. Awesome. Awesome question. I. It's so interesting because I grew up in um, private school. Like we're kind of gonna backtrack a little bit. K to nine Enjoy. was private Christian school. Okay. And then after ninth grade, I felt I want. God leading me into public school mm-hmm. because I wanted to rub shoulders with students who didn't believe the same thing I did. I don't know. I just had this desire that I wanted to experience that before I launched out of my home right. to college. So for three years, I experienced public school. And lo and behold, I found actually a lot of people who were very strong in their faith in mm-hmm. that environment, which like surprised me. But then as I 
continued in public school, I recognize how vital that is. That people, you, I mean, in a very, more of a dark place, the light stands out way more. So then That's after, true. you know, graduating from public high school, I got a scholarship to play soccer in the Midwest, in Orange City, Iowa. Shout out Orange City. Ooh. It's a small town of 6,000 people in the middle of like cornfields, soybean fields, and like hog farms. Mm -hmm. Like pigs outnumber people there four to one. Wow. It's crazy. Wow. Super agricultural town. Yeah. Um, which was a culture shock for me coming from just a suburb of Seattle. Mm. Um, but it really, being there showed me how to slow down, um, hear the voice of God. Like I just remember the first couple weeks of, of class there, you know, I was on the team training really hard five days a week, like two a day practices, games, busing everywhere. I mean, it was busy fall season, but I just remember being that far away from home and God just starting to unravel things in my heart and uh, reveal things to mm. me that I just hadn't been aware of in high school mm. living at home. Mm. And naturally that happens when you leave your parents to like, you know, live kind of a separate life in college. It's right. a huge growing up experience. Right. And I just remember the first couple of weeks feeling like, you know, I told my family, I can feel like God whispering through the wind in the trees. Like he's as close to me as the wind in the trees that I see. That's awesome. And it's such a powerful experience because mm -hmm. I went through some, some more humbling experiences in that season and having to learn how to forgive and it all in the context of soccer, <laughs> you know? So, uh, yeah. It's like God's training, like training ground for you. It, <laughs> totally, like it totally is. It's yeah. just life's training ground. Life's training ground. On the pitch. Uh -huh. But yeah. So I'd say, you know, and then for, through a series of, of events, I didn't continue on playing with that team um, and training under that coach. And then uh, three months after that, COVID happened. So I'd already decided I'll just finish out my freshman year. Um, I'll transfer to another school to play soccer in my hometown and yay, I have the college soccer experience that I've always wanted and everybody knows me by. Hmm. Again, that was tied to my identity. So strong, strong bond there. But uh, COVID happened. We were all sent home within a moment's notice. Everybody can probably remember where they were at when COVID was released to the public. Really hitting, like we yeah. need to shut down. Um, and so, yeah, I packed up my dorm in like 48 hours and my parents bought me a ticket home and I never returned. Wow. It, was, it was pretty wild. Wow. Yeah. So then... Um, two months after that, my parent, my family, my whole family, uh, moves to Tucson where my dad's from. Um, so this is like May of 2020. So like how I got to the U of A, I'm getting there. Cause it's like a really kind of a, kind of a long story, but in short, a lot of moving transitions, God, like positioning me back at home. Then we moved down here to Arizona and then it's still kind of lockdowns here a little bit. Um, things aren't as strict as Washington, but the U of A is on all online. And at the time, I I lost my prospect of playing at the new team I signed for mm -hmm. in Washington because they didn't even have a season. And the campus was like half capacity. Very weird. So I wouldn't have mm. had the experience I intended there. Mm. My parents encouraged me to take the year off mm. and take a gap year. Nice. And I, oh, that was so hard. Like, no, everybody uh, else is in school. I'm going to get behind. Like, uh, yep, that feeling. All these feelings of yeah. just feeling behind. Yeah. Like, I'm not enough to be in school. I can do it. You know, my self-reliant self. God's like, will you just sit down and follow me? <laughs> just trust that what I have for you is good Yeah. in Tucson. So it took me a while to surrender to the fact that Tucson would be my new home. For a lot of us, like just like <laughs> trusting in God's plan, in, like the more, it's just like looking back at my life, there's so many times like I'm like, quote unquote, kind of arguing with God. Like, no, that right. I, I want to do this. Like, yeah. But then it turns out God's plan is way better than my oh, plan. So much better. <laughs> yeah. If we would have just had the faith 
to say yes, God. Yeah, even though we can't see how the next couple steps, how is this going to benefit or how is this going to be the path that God chooses, but eventually it will all work out. It really does. It really does. And if you're truly seeking God's guidance and uh, in prayer and seeking wise counsel, like sometimes you just have to be patient and wait before he reveals it to you. Yeah, patience is another lesson Uh, that God's been teaching yeah. So, you. yeah. yeah. So, so what happened next? So you go, you got into yeah. your day. So, yeah. So during my gap year, I, I traveled a bit. I worked for some really cool places here in Tucson. Um, nice. Yeah. I kind of got my foot in the door with retail because I love fashion. So, and then I started looking at, like once I, I said, okay, Lord, you took me to a school of 2000, right in Iowa. And that was a Christian school which I thought I needed, but he only had me there for eight months. And he's like, all right, I'm moving you out. <laughs> You've learned what you need to learn here. And I was like, Lord, it's so big. Like, am I going to find anybody here? Am I going to find my people or even people that know you? Yeah. You know, I'm overwhelmed. Right. And f- to be fair, I'm very afraid. So I was like, you know what? I'll just go online and look. So during my gap year, I got online, was looking at majors at the U of A, and I stumbled across retail, the retail program. And I always wanted to study fashion out of high school, but I did the just general business route because I was an athlete and the school in Iowa didn't have a, a fashion program. So uh, I was like, wow, this is so niche. And I looked into it more and I just felt, I just felt, I got excited, you know, reading the description of what my classes would be and what we would focus on and the the course curriculum. And so I decided to transfer and submitted an application, was accepted. And I jumped right into the program as a in a sophomore standing fall of 21 nice yeah um bear down <laughs> bear down let's go <laughs> so uh now you're involved with uh getting involved with the uh, the uh, ministry on campus right yeah 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 and it's so funny when i think back to my thoughts and my fear of going to the u of a god was so faithful to provide people in my path to encourage me to inspire me people my age studying a variety of different things at the U of A. Um, and so one of those the one of those channels was STUMO. And STUMO stands for Student Mobilization. Mm-hmm. Shout out STUMO. And um, yeah, it's a non-denominational organization, not tied with or affiliated with a church. But their mantra is to be, for students to be spiritually deep and relationally rich. Um, and in that order, because as you focus on, the, on God, and his his goodness and his plan for you and your identity in him, your relationships that build that will just follow. So I've definitely found that through Stumo. And they've been on campus for I think six years now. And we like meet once a week and we have like a like a discussion and our people on staff who are a little bit younger, some of them single, some of them married, like share wisdom that they have from the word and just different topics. So right. it's a very cool program. Mm. Because being, I feel like being Christian in now, in, uh, probably throughout history, but I feel like now especially has mm-hmm. been, it's a challenging time. Very challenging. Uh, you know, like we were talking about um, pre, pre-podcast, pre pre-show, mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. Um, like we're at the sign of the end times now. Yeah. And things are just getting just very weird, I yeah. guess, wild. Um, I'm curious to hear your perspective. Like how do you navigate that? Like how do you navigate uh, just being in the world yeah. As a believer, especially now. Absolutely. I think even if you are going to a Christian university, like I did the first year, or you are now in a public university, 
you have to find <clears throat> one to three people to speak into your life. I'd say like mentors or coaches, mm -hmm. preferably like same gender. I think that just works better that way. And you can be more open and honest mm -hmm. um, with people like that. And in different seasons in you, it could be a peer who is mature in their faith, um, but preferably people that are older or in a season ahead right, of you. Right. And I've found that through my church. I go to the Church of Christ and uh, the Tucson Church of Christ. So off of Speedway. And I have found such a beautiful group there um, to encourage me, women in the word who challenge me, mm -hmm. who convict me of things in grace and in love mm -hmm. and just inspire me to be, to be a stronger woman of God. Mm. And if I hadn't had that through some of the things I've been through in college, I could have completely just like renounced my faith just yeah. due to bitterness or the fact that, you really? know, God, I didn't get my way in soccer. I'm done. You know, I could have done that. But by the grace and the mercy of God, like he continued to woo, woo me, pursue me with his love through the relationships of other people that he put in my life. So I feel like whether I at a Christian university, a public, you have to fight for your faith because even Christian circles will be, are being infiltrated by the culture unknowingly. And yes. you have to be discerning. Yes, yes. And we were touching on this. We were touching on this. This is so important because there are so many deceptions going on right now. Yeah. And without discernment, it's like people can easily be led astray. Right. And we're talking about this, that God has both gifted us both the gift of discernment. Yes. And to so cool. help, to help, um, what'd you call it? Shepherd. Shepherd the flock. Shepherd the flock. Yeah. Yeah. Because his people. Go ahead. Yeah. His shepherd is people. Yeah. 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 So there's so much going on in the world right now. Yeah. Like there's like wars, rumors wars. of wars, uh, sexual immorality, hidden, <clears throat> hidden sins. I mean, just so many things on, I mean, you see broadcasted, like it's not just, oh man, like only, only in that country that's happening or only in this city, this is happening. No, it's a widespread and social media has made a mockery of the things of God um, and elevated and glorified sinful things. Yeah. And it's infiltrating companies, as we know, companies going woke yeah. um, and being deceived to messages that completely go against God's design for mm -hmm. relationships and, and even marriage yes. in, the in the family unit yeah. the way God intended it. Mm -hmm. Just because you are a believer, I will just say this, you're not immune to being deceived, but because you have the Holy Spirit, you have the tools to see like through discernment before you fall into deception, but it's happening everywhere. Like we have to be on guard. We have that's to right. be, we have to be, we have to grow in wisdom. And that's yep. by being in your word, you know, like just going to church isn't enough. Like dig into your word, it's be, be literate in yeah. your word, like desire it, hunger after it because yeah. it's, it's life. Yeah. What I love, like what I love about what you shared um, earlier um, before we started recording is that um, it's, I love your, I guess what you said, it's been your prayer to, to really know God, to really be connected to God versus like uh, legal, falling into legalism. Because mm -hmm. there is a difference. There is a and, and then, difference. And then I would say a lot of believers are also being deceived just within Christianity. I know. Yeah. They are. Yes. And it's just falling into legalism. Right. Yeah. Because they're elevating their doctrine above the word of God. Mm. And all that can be experienced through the power of the Holy Spirit. I mean, without the gift of the Holy Spirit, that's why Jesus said, you know, I have to leave you to his disciples in order to leave with you the advocate, the helper, the one that will help you 
remember the things I've told you and we'll bring them to light and you'll be able to connect what's going on in the world, the Mm. sin and the deceit with the truth of who I am and be the light. Like it will enable you to do that. And it's so funny. I mean, like I, I have not read the word the same, right? Since receiving the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. through baptism. Mm-hmm. Um, because when I read it, you know, I would remember it. I memorized catechisms. Like, do you know what a catechism is? No. Okay. So it's, uh, I, I might be quoted on this, but Don't basically they're like call and responses. So like the one I remember, I used to wrap it because that's the only way I could remember how to say them. But this was in the private school I used to go to Okay. Um, when I was younger, like grammar school. Mm. And the first one is like, who is the redeemer of God's elect? All right, that's a loaded question. Right. But the answer is the Lord Jesus Christ, who being the eternal son of God, became man, and so was, and continueth to be God and man, two distinct natures and one person forever. Hmm. I memorized this when I was nine in third grade. Hmm. This was part of like Bible curriculum. Right. Granted, did I know ex- what the heck I was saying? When I quoted that right to my teacher for a grade, not in the slightest, Yeah, but I didn't have the Holy Spirit then. That's right. You know, I had been baptized. That's good. That's good. Right. I was, I was hearing things about God, but it was more of like the mental, That's good. Yeah. you know, just memorizing it. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, it's funny how that's the one that sticks out to me. But my point is like being, being, walking in the Holy Spirit, walking in step with God, your eyes are opened when you look at the word and your eyes are open when you hear false doctrine. And things that are not of the word. Right. You know, to discern the truth. Yes. It's not our own strength. Yes. Uh, so a couple of points that came in. One is um, like someone can read the Bible back to back 300 times. Right. And without the Holy Spirit, it can just be empty words. Mm-hmm. And because through the Holy Spirit, this book is alive. Right. Like, I was just like from my own experience before I was born again. Mm-hmm. I was literally be, like I know what that word means. After I was born again, it was like oh, like I'm actually dead this whole time. Right. I'm actually spiritually dead, separate from God this whole time. I didn't even know it. Well, how did that make you feel when you realized that, or when someone pointed that out yeah. to you? That like, must have been like pointing out to me like afterwards, or know that you were spiritually dead. How did that make you feel beforehand? Like before I was born again, or after? Before. I don't even know <laughs> like that's that's the thing like i i didn't even know like wow so my story um is i went to youth group when i moved here in high school yeah i was so skeptical sure. i was there to hang out like yeah. oh, i was yeah. there to play games so i was like yeah and um i was very skeptical and i just think i, I thought the bible was like super boring so i i never like really listened yeah. at all right um, if somebody would, nobody said I'm spiritually dead, but uh-huh. if somebody would came to me, I'm spiritually dead. I was thinking that person's crazy. Right. Right. Yeah. Who are you to call me that? Right. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, like, I didn't even know, like, why are these people are so crazy about Jesus? Like, he's not even here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, why are you talking about him? He's yeah. Not here. So I was completely unaware of the spiritual world. Wow. But I thought I was though. I was sincere about what I what I believe, right. you know? Like yeah. I was like That's was, all you knew. That's all I knew. But yeah. until I was born again though, like that's next level. Like whoa. Yeah. And in the Bible it talks about the skills being open and like taking off of your eyes. Right, right. And it was a slow process for me, but the skill was being taken off my eyes. Wow. And I was like, whoa, like there is a spiritual reality 
that's going on in the world i didn't even know oh my god like i we're I, in the middle of it we're in the middle of it like we're in the thick of it like this is <laughs> we have the, to choose now the, you which side to, are you on we've got to choose the side like i'm sorry like this there is a side and and it might be hard for the new age people to believe that right there is a side Absolutely. i'm sorry this is a side it's not um sunshine and rainbow and it's not like you when you die you go back to source it's not that no and i was watching this video like yesterday it was like so deceiving a new teacher was it's like had half a million following on youtube was talking wow. about yeah like she was saying that if you if you if somebody talking about suicide somebody uh have suicidal thoughts it's like they're going through awakening a blink of awakening experience so oh, like and it's like so there's sad. nothing wrong like there she's like she's like there's nothing like like wrong with, with suicidal thoughts with suicide or intentions. Uh, like, or intentions or like if you if you if you die if you like like kill yourself like you will your soul will go back to the source and you will come back again to reintegrate to re to uh reincarnate to reincarnate and yeah. to go through that lesson again like just that thought alone like i was thinking about this i used to believe this by the way like and did that did that belief before you were set free in christ did that belief give you any peace? Great question. No, like it didn't set me free. That's the thing. It felt like work. Like it felt mm. like um, it's kind of draining, right? Like I'm like, I was like in a low point of my life right. and then thought about and thinking about, um, oh, like I have to, my soul have to work through this lesson, I guess. Like, and then, and then- Like I, no guidance, there's like, it's all on you. I'm just like, my question is, where's the end? Right, yeah, is this just <laughs> right, You are just cycle? ascending, ascending, where's the end that you become God? Right. Like, it's actually not fun. So here's what God <laughs> showed, <laughs> here's what God showed me in the vision where I first came to Christ. Yeah, go for where it. Where I didn't believe at all but it was the vision was like undeniable to me oh my word where the, you know the first thing that god showed me what one is that i was dead that's the first thing i thought i was dead wow like i i, I like felt, physically dead phys i thought i was physically dead oh wow and i didn't know my name where i am who i am what time it is all all the things oh man it's super lost the second thing that god showed me okay so i'm dying i'm dying uh -huh. and god actually played out my belief <gasps> for me in front of you in front of me so i played out like not like I'm like being that belief. Wow. So he showed me like embody that belief. So where the, to the point where I was dying, I was dying. And then I kind of feel, you know, how we were born. We have like two cells or whatever and multiply and I go reverse. I went reverse and reverse to the point. I can only feel my entire body. I can only feel two cells or electrons, right? To the no point way. where I'm going to the source, right? To the point where I'm like literally one step away from going back to this quote unquote like home right like to, to god to wholeness. home to i guess wholeness is the word right right but i still have my free will at the time and i remember like i was like so scared oh i was like that Did doesn't talk to you no there's no there's no talking no at talking. that time you just something you saw no like i was experiencing oh you were experiencing i it. thought this is it wow like he didn't like show me he didn't talk i, I was it i was wow. i was living that so oh he gosh. let me he let me live that and experience it to feel what to that feel was what like. that was like and that was scary because well i'm going back to wholeness i'm nothing You're like nothing. there is no relationships there's just feel uh, i just felt like oh like yes maybe there is infinite amount of love but like i'm kind of alone <laughs> wow right but because i'm back to i'm everything i'm also nothing oh my gosh it was actually a scary belief that I didn't know that I had until God have shown me that. 
Wow. And of it's course, in, in my testimony, he also showed me, or he also cast a demon out of me. He mm. also, Jesus delivered me. Amen. That's where the spirit of discernment comes in because yes. I saw the demons being cast out of me. Wow. And I, I, I was being cast down in hell as well. God has shown me what hell looks like. Wow. And yes, there was, there is a side. I'm sorry. Like there is a side, but I'm not sorry. Because I'm rejoicing in sharing the news, right. the good news. Right. The good news is there's Jesus. There's Jesus. There's Jesus. Jesus literally delivered me and pulled me out of the water and baptized me in that entire vision where I couldn't even breathe when I was underwater. Wow. But I'm physically not underwater. Right. And pulled me out of the water and God put a ring in my finger. The whole thing, I didn't even read the Bible. This Here's, is all in your vision you're talking about. Yes. Yes. I was on a psychedelic journey. And wow. at the time, I didn't even write the Bible. Here's the thing. I didn't read the Bible. And you had an encounter with God because yeah. he chose to meet he you. He chose to meet me when at the time where I didn't even actually be seeking him, I was super lost. Oh. And I was looking everywhere else but Christ. And yeah. Christ pursued me in that moment and pretty much saved me out of the darkness I was in. Amen. Amen. And yeah, there's a side. And, and the last point is that when um, Christ was delivering me, I also woke up in heaven. I was mm. like, this is the most awesome thing ever. Wow. Like, no, like, you, like you don't go back to the source, but you go to heaven, go to heaven or hell. Yeah. Right. But when I saw heaven, like there was, first of all, relationships. Imagine that. Imagine that. <laughs> like, how cool is that? <laughs> God is the God of relationships. That's right. Yeah. Like there's relationship the and there was no suffering. There was no sin. And it was just righteousness, purity, and joy, and, and expansion. Wow! And I felt like, oh, like, I can live it. I like, I can, I can do this for eternity. That's perfectly cool. Right, right. <laughs> like, God, can I just stay here? <laughs> yeah. Like, I really, uh, like, now I knew, like, wow, like that's actually wow, like eternal, like well, after we die, that eternal life. Wow! It's it was mind blowing to me. Oh my word! He just gave you a glimpse, Alex, of the reality of what you are pursuing compared to the reality of what he wants to give you, which you later accepted as you accepted Jesus as the Lord of your life. Yes. So now the end part of your vision is your reality inter eternally now. Eternal life. Actually, the right. end part of my vision was hell. Oh, you, wow. So, you saw that too. Oh, it was a reality check for sure. And I think this is a perfect segue, which is what we were talking about earlier yeah, before the show is that, he showed me hell and he's he showed me a couple of things one i was being tied on the cross wow and i couldn't move like i couldn't like i just couldn't move and and i there's two de the devils tying me on the cross wow and so here's the key thing that he showed me that the the the, the devil were using the same language as the angels were using earlier when i was in heaven it's like we love you alex mm. you're safe wow and but you knew you weren't I knew deep I weren't down. deep. Oh, I knew I weren't. Yeah. And I knew I weren't. Yeah. Yeah. And back to the deception of the current life, current times. Right. This is like what I wanted to um, warn people about is that Satan comes in as an angel of light. Yeah, he does. He does. Like he'll use all, he'll probably quote scripture as well. <laughs> like, yeah. Cause he, he knows, he knows God pretty well, pretty well. And for those who doesn't believe Satan, Satan is real. Like it is real. I'm he sorry, is, it's real. The spiritual realm is very real. It and is it's near to it's, us. It's near. Yeah, it's and, near. And and Satan is so crafty. He is called the father of lies because who 
Who would believe a lie if you told if if someone told you a lie? You wouldn't believe it unless it sounded pretty true. Not 100% true, but pretty true. That's right. Right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oldest trick in the book. Did God book. did God really tell you that? That was or Do you sure are you yeah, like Yeah, that was that was the whole scenario in Genesis 3 when the snake comes to Eve and goes, "Did God really tell you to not eat of that tree? You know, you're not going to die. You'll just eat it and It'd have the awareness God. and be like God." Yeah. I mean that's I mean that is his craft. Yeah. And that's what Jesus and, and that's very, when shame into the world. That's when fear entered the world. That's, that's right. when doubt about God entered the world. That's right. That's why this battle of light and darkness it involves us, but Jesus already paid the way for us. Amen. But God is going to take down the darkness Amen. and Satan forever. Amen. That's what's coming. You have to make a decision. You have to make a decision. Who will you swear your allegiance to for this life and the life after? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That is such an amazing story. And I I feel grateful just to hear it from you because it's your testimony. Mm -hmm. And no one can shame your testimony because mm -hmm. it's what God gave to you. Yeah. To speak to others and pull them out of the darkness. Absolutely. I, I feel like Never I Never was... be ashamed about that or sharing it mm -hmm. if people come against you. Because they only come against you because they know you have something that they don't have. Absolutely. And that's threatening yeah. to their comfortability. Yeah. And... and and I have experienced so much constant spiritual attacks mm. um, when I became a believer, and especially heavy when I'm about to launch this podcast. Really, like constant, like there were just like Satan is playing doubts in my head. Yeah, and I'm like the past, I would say the four weeks or so, but I'm coming out of it now. I'm yeah. like wow, like that was that was attack. That was intense. It was intense, and then but, but you know God is so faithful and God is so good and God like I literally at the time. I was like, I can't fight this right. alone. Right. I Amen. need, I need God. Yeah. And so I just, you know, relied on God, and and I, I, I held on to His word to me. Mm. I held on to His promises. Yeah. It's like, I know, like there was this times of going through deceptions, like we all will will face at some point. It's like hold on to God's word because His truth stands forever. His truth stands forever. His truth stands forever. So I just held down. How did you do that? Like, what are some practicals that you use to fight against the spirit of deception? That's a great question. Um, I think we need the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Straight up. Yeah. We need the Holy Spirit to get and direct to us. Get and direct us sure. To get and direct us. And through the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit has a love and fear for God. And, and that has been such a gift for me because when i was experiencing those moments of doubt i go back to the moment where i saw like, i had an encounter with god mm. i was like you remember it yeah i yeah. was like my god uh, our god is faithful our god loves loves us he loves me right and, and and i know that was that's the truth like i bet my life on it i gave actually I, I during the vision i gave my life to god i was like god i gave my life to you wow like i would die for you that's amazing it's amazing too that he met you. You didn't have any biblical literacy at the time. Zero. You didn't know any scripture. Had you been in church? I've, I've been a couple times, but I wasn't listening because I was possessed. Right, right. Because Satan was trying to distract, distract me from what the pastors were saying. But isn't that crazy that the Lord already knew that you were his and he went after the 99 to grab you, the one. To bring you back to literally him. like grab me isn't that crazy <laughs> that's so crazy that's such a love like a love, love you didn't even know that was coming after you and that's it came love. after you yeah and praise god that 
you open up your heart to receive it. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Like that's just so much love. And then, and then learning the fact that Christ died for me. Right. Like, come on. Like he died. For, he, he like, and I was watching the passion over the Christ. Oh, have you seen, I've not seen that. I was like crying. Like, I've seen parts of it, but I think I'm a little too squeamish sometimes. But yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty graphic. Yeah. I know. And I was like, what a friend that we have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who that would lay down his life. And he says the greatest, the greatest love of this is to lay down one's life for his friends. Mm -hmm. And he went, he obediently did it. Right. And for me individually, for you individually, right. like it was like literally personal. Yeah. It's, it's felt so personal. Yeah. And it's for everybody too. Like it's, that's the beauty of it. Right. And he made a way for everyone to receive that gift. Amen. And it's our choice whether or not we will accept it mm -hmm. and live and walk in it and turn, repent of our sins and turn the other way. That's right. Because the devil, you know, in the word it says, you know, sin is crouching at your door. The devil is waiting to have you. And will will you master it? I think that's, gosh, I wish I knew my scripture better. But I think it's in Timothy or James that okay. says that. Yeah. Um, will you master it? Your sin. Will you have mastery through the Holy Spirit, victory, yes. power yes. over the demonic? Yes. The things that want to consume you and draw you away from the Lord. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I sure I sure want to be anchored. If that's the battle, we have to be ready. We have to be ready. And, and, and I think my challenge to listeners too is how are you readying yourself to encounter the Lord? Because he's going he's gonna to come after you. Because he wants everyone to be in his kingdom. That's he, his will. He does. That's why he sent his son to die. He does. For not just the sins of one country or another, the whole world from the beginning of time until the end. Mm. Like the time is now. You know, I just, I sometimes we were talking about pre-show oh, revelation, so yeah. you know, and, and what is coming. And there's, there is judgment because God is a righteous judge Amen. and restoration yes. of this earth and heaven coming together yes. with his chosen people. And like God is, God has made the way available for those that choose him. But he will not force himself upon us. Yeah, it's an invitation mm -hmm. um, because we have the will to choose him. That's what a relationship is. It mm -hmm. wouldn't be a relationship if we were forced to, mm -hmm. right? Our hearts yeah. wouldn't. Our, we wouldn't have. We wouldn't have any need for a heart, mm -hmm. right? At that point, yeah. If we are just puppets. <laughs> just puppets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. Glad I'm not. Yeah. I think we have a higher calling in our life than that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's just that's love. It's liberation. It's, it's like, liberation. It's liberation. And judgment is coming. Like yeah. God showed me that in the vision. He definitely judged me. Wow. Like there was judgment, there was justice, there was also grace. Right. It's also mercy. Yeah. There's love. There's love. And and literally, can I just put up your Bible real quick? Oh yeah, go for it. This is why I brought it. <clears throat> nice. This is awesome. <laughs> That's a beautiful Bible. Thank you. I like to write in my Bible a lot. <laughs> That's awesome. John three sixteen is the famous verse right for god to love the world yeah mm -hmm. and i and i think what what hasn't been like is less famous this is as equally important is the 20 20 21 um for god loved the world in this way he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life for god did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him Anyone who believes in him is not condemned, but anyone who does not believe is already condemned because he has not believed in the name of the one and only Son of God. Mm. This is the judgment, the judgment. The light has come into the world and people 
loved the darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil.、Mm-hmm. For everyone who does evil hates the light and avoids it,、mm-hmm. and so that his deed may not be exposed. Right. But anyone who lives by the truth comes to the light, so that his works may be shown to be accomplished by God. And that's so good. It's so true. It's I mean, so can you not look at your、true. life or the sin of the world and go, "Yeah, people hide. We've been hiding since Genesis three." That's right. Because when we realize that we、that's、disobeyed、right. God, we、Goose、wanted、bumps. to hide in shame. Shame is what has held us captive for. Generations, generation, thousands of years. Yeah. And when I had an encounter with God and Jesus, first of all, wh- what Buddha didn't let me to God, <laughs> Muhammad didn't、wow. didn't baptize me, right? Amen. Right.、Yeah. Krishna didn't do that. Jesus, I met Jesus first before I met God, and when I when I was being delivered, nothing. I, Everything being is being exposed to the light. Wow! And I was looking at those dark thoughts and also the spirits I was purging out.、Mm-hmm. One is like those are not even my thoughts. So I wasn't the one that's hating the Bible. I wasn't the one that's like wow rejecting Christ. It was the darkness right that was in me right, and Christ washed out of me right while also being exposed to my evil deeds. Oh、in the past,、gosh. I was like, "Oh, there's no hiding." <laughs> Maybe that's why it was kind of hard for for me to come to Christ. Maybe because I I wouldn't be able to admit my sin or be repent unless、yeah. like literally Christ like snatched me, snatched come over this way, son. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. what are you doing over here? I've created you for more. That's right. And I used to wonder, like I. Since I was a kid, I was wondering where where do we go when we die. Like I asked my parents, I asked my question, my babysitter. Like we all asked this question, right? Where do we go? Like, and then realize, oh, like there is eternity because our our life is like our soul. Like we are made for eternity. So、right. just act, just like even paying attention to why does death sting so much? Yes. Why do we want to? Like let's just live on.、Mm. Oh, keep talking. I have a verse I want to share. Please do, because、that. because there is eternity, y'all. Here's eternity. Life gets better. Trust me, life gets better, and it's there's we can't run away from our sin. No, I'm sorry. No, but I'm、and、not. As much as we try to hide it, God、yeah. will come after us. Yeah, and I've I've seen that time and time again、um, with people I'm very close with.、Mm-hmm. Um, Relationships, and it's not because God goes after us to condemn us. He goes after us to to actually save us from ourselves. That's right. And to give us a greater calling. That's right. Right. He gives us a purpose when、mm-hmm. He saves us. He、mm-hmm. doesn't just say, "All right, figure it out. Good for you." He goes, "No, I'm going to teach you. I'm going to guide you. This is the way. Walk in it." Yes. Right. And the purpose that He gives us is so much better. So much like、better. I was like like I was doing nothing when I when I before I found God I was just trying to figure out like money was my idol, wow right but now kingdom is my idol because I have eternal、Amen. life I'm good like、But、performance was my idol that's right pride was my idol that's right self reliance was my idol yeah a lot of idols idols but we and what did those idols do for your life Alex how did they make you feel empty empty right empty anxious for me worried An- yep same nervous same 
Like it's always like feeling never, like I, I I wasn't gonna measure up. That's right. Never enough. Never enough. Never enough. It can right. never make enough. It can never be enough. But in the kingdom, you are enough the you way enough. you are. Right. Yeah. So good. So good. Like walk in that reality. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Walk in that. <laughs> Try it on. Preach it. Yeah. <laughs> Try it on. Yeah. Yeah. You know. <clears throat> if it doesn't fit, yeah, no, it will fit though because it you're will made fit. for it. Yes, that's right. You're made. You have been. We've been made for it as. As children of God since the beginning of time. Yeah. Like God has already known yeah. us. And Holy Spirit wants me to share this. Yeah, go for it. That we're preaching about the kingdom and the Satan will come, whoever's listening that's not a believer, or it is, mm. that to to kind of like to plant thoughts, right? And because the darkness wants to hide again, right. again. That's why it's hard for people to repent. Absolutely. And, but I'm just sharing from my own experience, like repentance, like confession, like I have to write, speak on. those things out. I was free. Yeah. I was free. And at the same time, here's what the devil will do. It will like shame you, kind of like stop you from speaking it out. But here's the thing. God will not shame you. No. No. God is trying to free you, like he said. Right. Why is repentance so important? Because mm -hmm. Why is this like literally like the first step, right? It's the first like, step. It's literally the first step. Yeah. One is humbling. Two is when God showed me the vision in heaven, I was like, of course we gotta, because we can't hide anything in heaven. Right. It's too pure. It's too pure. It's too good. Wow. It's too good because we gotta cl cleanse ourselves from those evil deeds, evil thoughts. Wow. So that way we may be suit for heaven. Wow. So, don't let repentance discourage you. Oh. Let it encourage you because what is waiting on the other side? It's eternity in heaven. Right. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That was so, so good. And <clears throat> it is true. Like why we are called to repentance and to come to repentance and, and to God time and time again, because we are going to fall short in this yeah, life. Aren't we all? Yeah. But the goal of having the Holy Spirit is to fall short less and less. That's to be, right. be made more aware of temptation. That's right. To guard against it. That's right. To overcome it through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's right. Because God senses angels concerning you. It says that in the Psalms. Mm -hmm. To guard you and direct you. Because mm. um, we are not doing this alone. No. Absolutely not. And there are battles that are being waged over our hearts without us even like realizing it by our physical eye. That we must be, that's why we must be fervent in prayer. And in constant fellowship with one another. Yes. Because yes. where does shame where does shame grow so strong? It's an isolation. Yes. And abandonment. Yes. Because that's what the devil wants us to believe mm. in our sin that if you expose this, you will have no one, you will be alone, and no one will remember you. And that is not That's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. From the pit of hell. Literally. That's literally. Because God like imagine just do a little thought experiment with me here. Let's do it. Imagine if when Adam and Eve had sown fig leaves for themselves after eating of the fruit, they realized they're they're naked and they're ashamed. Right. Imagine if when God called them out, Adam, where are you? Adam just came to him and said, God, man, I know, I know that I messed up and I'm really embarrassed to share this with you, but but wow. but you know, and I'm sure you're gonna have something for Eve, but like I took the fruit too, and we're probably both at, at fault here, but I I'm in just a really bad state. Can you help me? Imagine how different the narrative could have been. Yeah. I highly doubt God would have been. He probably would have said, you know, Adam, thank you for coming forward. You have a lot to learn. 
right? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, instead they blamed each other and they Whoa. continued to disintegrate themselves Whoa. from the, the, the balance of peace and of being known by God. Because what, what is death as you experience in your vision? A separation from God. Separation from God. That's right. That's so scary. It is scary. Like living on the earth right now, we're all under the grace of God. The, the heathen and the righteous. Straight up. Right? Straight God's up. blessings pour out to whomever. Straight up. The fact that we're breathing right now still, everybody. Only like, by the word of God that yeah. keeps our that keeps our, our body together. <clears throat> mm -hmm. We're just bags of water yeah. walking around. Yeah. That's all we are dust. Like you like I in know. your vision, you went back to okay, in my ideology before Christ. My idea. When my with my idea, <laughs> I went back to the source, which was nothing, because who are we apart from God? Nothing. Nothing. Or nothing. And you saw it in such a tangible way, Alex. I'm just inspired listening to you because I just, I can't imagine what people are thinking when they listen to this going, okay, that, you know, you're obviously not making this up. Like no. I fully believe you yeah. and your heart and your faith is sincere. I can see that. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't be doing this podcast if it wasn't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. And so, That's the power of God. Like I used to want to start a podcast like when I was in, into new age. Yeah. But why would I, why, why, why wouldn't I? Because I don't have that power. Right. I don't have that conviction. Yeah. But now like I have like I have so much energy to do this, like so much conviction. It's also I fun for me. That. It's like it's Holy Spirit. Yeah. Like because so awesome. because Holy Spirit is backing me up because like this is the truth. Like yeah. come on, like this is the truth and there's no other truth. And it's endless, right? Like yeah. you never like you never it's the source that keeps on giving, right? That's it's right. the water of life. Like That's right. She says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Yeah. No one comes to the Father except yeah. through me, which you totally, ex I mean, you experience so many specific things specific. in your vision that you can take right back to the Bible and say, yeah, Jesus' words, said it. I experienced it. Yep. This isn't just a good idea, no, people. No, 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 no. This isn't just a theory. No, it's not a theory. It's not a some, it's not some self-help book that somebody wrote 20 no. years ago. <laughs> no, absolutely not. And thank God it's not, right? Yeah. It's withstood the test of time Yeah. through prophecies, Yes. through like God used all so many broken people to make way for the That's king, right. his son Jesus. That's right. And then and now we are a part of that story as yeah. as Gentiles. Yes. Right? We're not the chosen Jewish people. We're not. But like there's a place for them, absolutely, because of God's covenant with them. But now Gentiles are invited into that, right? Because yeah. Jesus died for all. For all. All people. All, all people. people are created in God's image. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's such it's a, so, an exciting reality. It's so exciting. I was watching Segway. I was watching this. Um, after I came to Christ, I watched a lot of apologetic videos. Awesome! Like great way to build your faith, by the way. Great way. Uh, a, a great way to build your faith. After I found my faith, I was like, "This is like I, I, can, I can logically justify it." Uh huh. One right. is one is I can find it in the Bible. Like again, I've never read the scripture. Right. Two is like, oh, like it's actually logically very sound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very sound and. Uh, as you were talking, it reminded me of uh, one of the I idea that I learned um, is that it's so simple. Like it's so simple. Like, like there is a God because if you look at a painting, like there's a painter. Yeah. Look at a building. There's a builder. Right. And if you look at life, it's there's a life giver. Infinite more intelligent than the paint and the paint. Right. Then. Then a building. Yeah. This is like this is amazing. Yeah. There's a there's a life builder. Right. You didn't came out of nothing. Right. There's intelligence. There's yeah. intentional design. Yeah. And just like just how like the earth is so perfectly uh -huh. 
uh, uh, like distance wise with the sun. Oh, it's. Like, <sighs> I don't know. I took a class on astronomy. It was a stars class, like stars 101. Okay, this wasn't like a 101 class. It was a gen ed at the U of A. Yeah. And our planetarium, which is the coolest theater dome where you can, you know, there's this whole software to look at the, to look at everything in the universe, to right. even go into, you know, the black hole of the Milky Way galaxy. It's incredible. Right. But I, I was just sitting there in class last fall going, you know, taking in just the magnificence of our universe and going into the granular, right? The science, the formulas that, that testify to the, amazing design of god just sitting there going how can you sit here as an unbeliever and look at this and not wonder if there's just a greater mind yeah behind this yeah. like there has to be i think for me personally i right. i don't under the belief that there is not a god creates more fear and anxiety in me amen than believing there is a god that's right right but if you but if there is a god you got to get to know him yeah because he is he is, um, we are to be in awe of him, to fear him, which means to be in awe, to respect him, yeah. right? To worship him. Yeah. But he's so far and above anything we could ever imagine mm -hmm. that, but he is love. And the only reason you would know that is if you've had an encounter with him yeah. or you've read his word. Yeah. Or both. Oh, both. Or both. Yeah. Like, let's have the fullness of God That's, every day. <laughs> yes, yes. You know? Yeah. The word is one way, a very, very, like, very conducive way I to get to know god yeah and i you know like that what i experienced was like i wouldn't recommend <laughs> because it was like really hard oh, i'm sure yeah and you know when i hear people's like because after i became a believer i was like so curious like how did everybody came to christ i was like it's so cool did you have a vision like me <laughs> right and it turns out like a lot of people like they just um they read the word and then they believed and some people like accept Jesus very young, early young age. Right, right. I was like, that's beautiful. Right. Like, because it doesn't have to be when somebody hit the low point and God's like, okay, come. Yeah. But sometimes God can bless people to, into believing in God. Sometimes it can come from a blessing. Some, 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 something can be the very, like a, like a, very a positive gentle, situation. positive revealing. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't limit that to like, oh, I, I got to do, I got to do this, this, this. Great you know, point. Yeah, great point. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking. I know They're, what you mean. Right. Um, I just listening to your story, I, part of me gets envious, not in like a negative way, <laughs> a sinful way, but envious as like, oh, I just, I so would want to encounter God that way. Mm. And, um, but you will, <laughs> but I will, right? Like that's promised, you know? Yeah. And he, and I, I, but God talks to me in different ways that's possibly right. than he talks to you that's through right. the Holy Spirit because he knows how each of us are wired to yeah. respond to his voice. Yes. But he says, all will know, all my sheep know my voice. Mm. because i lead them mm. and that's a promise mm -hmm. so however way we god keeps his promises y'all he does he does yep. snaps for that yeah but god gave you a gift of that vision because he trusted mm. you with it mm -hmm. he wouldn't have given you that vision alex if you if he couldn't have seen what's happening today you testifying of his goodness if he didn't trust you with that mm. right mm. and that was an assignment that was an he assignment. gave you that purpose it was assignment. yeah yeah and yeah. that doesn't make anyone who does not see a vision of god less of a christian no less close to god no my dad I, i'll just you know shout out this but my dad was on a ventilator for five weeks during oh, i'm so sorry fall or summer of 21 oh. here at tucson medical center yeah because we all got covid that summer he got the worst and they put on a, t a tag on his toe and we admitted him to the hospital and he, they said if you don't get on a ventilator you're gonna die oh, wow. and we didn't have access to him for five and a half weeks we could we could not go That's into his room oh yeah you only see him outside a window 
because it was COVID policy. Now, during that time down, my dad also received a vision. Oh, An encounter of God. Wow. I would love for you to interview him. Honestly. I would love to interview him. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to steal his thunder on the story, but okay. in brief, my dad saw a lot of darkness, a lot of light, kind of a similar situation as you. Um, he was also in a medically induced coma because he was intubated. Uh, and, and for anyone who doesn't know, a ventilator, you know, keeps you alive. It pumps, you know, air into your lungs and it breathes a breathing machine for you. So you're basically, um, you're kind of like a, a vegetable on it. Mm. Um, and he was unconscious, but his spirit was very alive. Right. And as we prayed for his life, as my family and I contended for his life, like, Lord, if it's your will to take him, like, take him quickly so he can, you can just end his suffering. But if your will is to, to heal him, um, please bring him back like you've never, like, build him up and bring him back mm -hmm. better than he's ever been. Mm -hmm. And that was God's promise to my dad. Like, he spoke to my dad. He gave him. Wow. Yeah, my dad chased a lot of things in life. And he would say this as part of his testimony, but... um. You just chase a lot of idols, like we all do, you know, yeah, like trying to all fill do. the We're void. We're trying to fill the God-shaped void. Exactly. That's right. And God, at the end of my dad's vision, God, my dad was like on the edge of the universe, he'll say, and he saw so stars wild. and it was just beautiful, but he was in the presence of God. Yes. And he doesn't, he didn't want to leave. Oh. And he let, he said, Lord, like, I just, all I want to do is die. Like in his dreams, he kept trying to send him, send himself on suicide missions to die because oh, yeah, he knew yeah, that yeah. coming back from the ventilator and the medical stuff and, yeah. would be so hard yeah. to recover from. Yeah. And God wouldn't let him die, but he met him. Assignment. He was an assignment. Yeah. He met him in that vision. And as all of these words were coming across the sky of things my dad had pursued, like work or sports or, you know, money or just all this other stuff, right? All the words collided into one two letter word. And guess what it was? Oh. Something that's like self? I don't know. It was related to that. And I, God said, your purpose is not any of these things that you've chased. Right. Your purpose is me. Mm. And because your purpose is me now, and I hold your life right here, no doctor's going to save you. Mm. Only I have control over your life. You, I have called you to love others as you love me. That is your purpose. And my dad was changed. Like he woke up after he received his voice. He was, you know, on a, he, we put him on a trach, right? To get him off. He was, his esophagus was trached so he could get off the ventilator to start breathing on his own, build back up his diaphragm, right? So all these things came out later after he could receive his voice. And he said, this, this is what God showed me. And my dad, my dad is changed like emotionally, spiritually, yeah. My dad went to the hospital very broken, isolated. That's a miracle. Spiritually dead man, which I, I always look up to my my dad, right? My dad is braves anything. My dad never gets sick, right? My dad is always strong. But little did I know God was at work with him spiritually in a way none of my, even my family knew. And wow. God did heal my dad. And after my mom went in for one day with a good faithful friend of hers, to pour oil over his body while he was still on a ventilator. They laid hands on him, prayed with him in the spirit. Oh. They had to do the whole hazmat suit dress up and everything just to get access, right, to my yeah, dad in yeah. the ICU. And his peep level settings for anyone that's in the medical world went from a 14 to a six. And um, it has to do with your oxygen, carbon dioxide, intake, outtake, kind of. Okay. So it had to be below a certain number to be extubated, right, to get off the breathing machine. And the doctors, the next morning when the shift change happened, they called my mom and said, what 
happened in here. His people level settings went from a 14, which we thought he might be on the ventilator for like another month or two, to a six. Like we can extubate him now. That's crazy. What happened in here? And my mom just gave the doctor the gospel. She said, Dr. Sharp, I don't know what you believe, but I went in there to pray that my God would heal my husband. And that's exactly what he's done. My dad is a walking Lazarus. That's a, that's a, yeah. Yeah. And my, you would, by talking and looking at my dad now, you would have never thought he went through that, but for a scar right on his throat where yeah. he was traked. But I, that, in Praise that moment, God. I was like, Bless. okay, the spiritual realm is so much nearer to us and God is all over COVID. And he was with the people who died alone without family members. Because oh. we had another uh, family friend, my dad, um encouraged she unfortunately passed away he was an older gentleman but yeah. could see in the spiritual realm and my dad helped him through some recovery before he passed and he said you know in the hospital i could see on the covid ward angels coming to receive people's spirits to take them home wow yeah, this was in saint mary's hospital here in tucson wow. yeah it's a spirit covid is a spiritual event it is it absolutely is. it absolutely is what a story yeah Wow. My dad definitely does it more justice than me. That's it in a nutshell. But I, I was, always get so emotional because me too. God met my dad in a really powerful way yeah. and he answered our prayers like tenfold. So tenfold, we're so grateful. And and to say that your dad is completely changed after that event. Oh yeah, not just physically, right? That's God restores right. every soul. part of us, the soul, the soul. Yeah, that's that's when somebody has an encounter with with God, with Christ. He's a new creation. Life is never going to be the same. It's a new creation. Right. Born again. Born again. Born again. You can't see the same the way you did. It's right. And when you come in contact with the Holy God, nothing is hidden. Nothing. Everything is exposed exactly. for your good. For your good. For your good. Yeah. Like you said, to be set free. Yeah. Yeah. Love others just as much as he loves God. Mm -hmm. And... It's so cool because it's also in the Bible. I know. Jesus said the greatest commitment is love God with all your heart and your soul and love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. And that's the name of the podcast, The Way of Love. The Way of Love. Way of oh love. my gosh. Yeah. I just put that together too. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. Me too. Yeah. And I just want to give the listeners a word of encouragement, um, believer or non-believer, is that lo love others mm -hmm. and to really understand what is love. Yeah. And to understand what is love. Yeah. You got to know God. Got to know God. Because God is love. Yeah. We can't love apart from God. We can't. We only know how to love because he's loved us. That's right. right? That's right. We also in the Bible, we love because he first loved, loved us. us. Yeah. Because I have, like your dad, your dad felt God's love. Yeah. And now after he had an encounter with God, and now he's able to love God, others because he had that connection, had that image. Right. And I felt God's love. Same with my story. I have felt God's love. Yeah. When I when I had an encounter with God, and it's and then now, love others. Of course, it's life changing because He loved me. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. You're like I, you can't deny it. Yeah. If you've experienced it. Yeah. And I'll just say, if um, mm. too, if you're skeptical of the Bible or anyone who is you know seeking or not sure about Jesus and this whole gospel thing, um, I recommend starting in Isaiah. Isaiah has oh. so many prophecies during the current times of the Old Testament when you know various kings were conquering Judah and um, interacting with Israel and how God was faithful to his people through that. And that's through the prophet Isaiah, Jesus was prophesied to come mm. 600 years later. Look at that. And you made a uh, mention earlier about how 
there's many religions um, that give they, they give vague generalities to certain things like Islam does. Um, but the but Christianity through the Bible is the only way that authenticates scripture is through the prophecies of Isaiah. That's cool. Because everything that has been said in Isaiah has come to pass through God. Because he's the only God who can speak something and make it come to pass. That's right. No other God can do that. No, no idol. No false idol can do that. No. They can't even speak, right? Mm -hmm. like, God's word is eternal. It's eternal. Yeah. Yeah. Never failing. Mm -hmm. um, and two, just on the topic of my dad's story, as I've been studying out Isaiah recently, I've been so encouraged that what God does speak does come to pass. His literal word has a frequency of power mm -hmm. that is anything beyond this realm of what we know is the earth, right? right? Our tangible carnal selves. Yeah. And when my dad was coming out of, you know, intubation and, and uh, going through recovery and learning how to walk again, how to eat, how to breathe again, um, he was so terrified to go off oxygen, which was his his supplement, right? Mm -hmm. Like if, oh, if I go off oxygen, like I could I could lapse, I could destat, you know, and I could like, I could drown pretty much because right. his diaphragm wasn't strong enough. Right. And God said, one time before PT, I'll never forget this, but he told my dad, let leave the oxygen in the car. You don't need it. And my dad still felt like he needed it. I mean, he was still really weak, pretty much skin and bones. Mm. And the PT therapist was like, yeah, still use your oxygen. You know, we'll wean you off of it. Yeah. And, and my dad just couldn't argue with God. Like he tried. He was like, God, come on. And he's like, no, leave it in the car. Do you trust me? Do you trust that what I said when I met you in that vision that I would build you back better than you've ever been? Do you trust me? Mm. And my dad was like, well, yeah, but like, this is crazy, God. God's like, just watch. So he left the oxygen in the car. And that was the first PT exercise, like an hour that he did without oxygen. And I just, I'm like, my God is real. Our God is real. Yes. And what speaks. he says comes to pass and speaks. he restores fully from the soul to the physical and everything in between. Um, <laughs> it's just, I'm like, I don't know if that, if our testimonies don't say something, I don't know what does, right? What does? <laughs> wow. uh, this verse came to me uh, just now, and it's Acts 2.17 on the topic of, we were talking about the end times and being wise in the end times, being discerning against the schemes that, of the that's, devil. That's right. And deception. And Acts 2.17 says, In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. And your old men will dream dreams. Mm. And I've just had so many encounters, wow. both with your story, Alex, with my dad. Wow. And just recent years since uh, the pandemic, I've just seen more and more marks of, of the end times. And I don't say that to scare people listening, um, but it's an urgent call to make your decision That's about right. will you make Jesus Lord of your life? Yes. Because he's coming back. He is coming back. Right? Yeah. Yeah. When he comes back, he comes back as a lion. Yeah. Not a sheep. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's powerful. I know. I know. <laughs> you know. Yeah. He he is coming back and it is it is urgent. Yeah. This is urgent. And we're at the end of times right now, currently. I believe we are. Yeah. It is there's signs everywhere. 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 And again, not to um to make people be afraid, but also just Honestly, be excited. Yeah. Because it's written in the books. Right. That Jesus won. 
that we won. Yeah, be on the winning team. Don't yeah. you want to be on the winning team? <laughs> Come on. Come on. There's so many cool people waiting. Come on. In like the community of fellowship in Christ. That's joy. To in encourage that. you. Mm-hmm. Right? Encourage you. And when I uh when I was going through that deliverance, like I felt the joy of the angels. Wow. Like, like like let's go yeah like, i was literally cheering pre- you on they were, right they were literally cheering me on i can hear voices in distance surrounding me wow and and like some 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 are sons of my, like my friends some i don't recognize um cheering me on like there was a joy like, there was a joy it's like they're preparing me to get married to god oh my god there was like a Beautiful. joy in that and so i want to encourage people like as much as oh. the kingdom of darkness is trying to draw you down and there are so many angels and and God God also like is waiting for you. He's waiting to come home, right? Yeah, and be with Him. Yeah, to be finally reconnected right. with the God, your Maker, your the God maker. of the universe. That's right. Who knows you, informed you in the innermost parts, mm-hmm. and has created you for good works. That's right. To be a light to this generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. It's incredible. Thank you so much for for having this conversation today thank you so much for, for being on that was so much fun so much fun yeah thank you so much built my faith yeah likewise and thank you all for listening um i hope this episode encouraged you and leave five star review if you enjoyed the episode and share it with a loved one your friends and family that needs to hear this and i appreciate you guys so much for listening and i'll see you guys on the next episode